Welcome back. In this session, we'll be talking about creating the right atmosphere. Creating a good atmosphere in which people can work is extremely important for the success of the process of dealing with traumatic reactions, as well as for education. The physical environment, the tension between people, the tension on the caregiver and the client, the theme of the discussion, and many other factors can contribute positively or negatively. The main point here is that the caregiver is responsible for creating an atmosphere in which the client feels safe and can work through his or her issues in a productive way. Again, we strongly urge you to carry out the activities suggested. If you post any of your answers, please never give details such that other people can be identified. This is highly unethical. Let's first talk about the physical environment. The physical environment for the work is very important. In our view, in working with traumatized clients, it should be as informal as possible so as to make the client as relaxed as possible. Medical settings may remind the client of torture or of medical procedures. Formal offices with desks may remind the client of interrogation. Light and temperature are very important. It should be for the client to determine those. Doors should not be locked and the exit route should be clear. Locked doors may remind the client of imprisonment. Sound levels should be low. We recommend against music, as various clients may like various sorts of music, and, again, it can bring up a variety of memories, both good and bad. As we've said before, interruptions should be avoided except in emergencies. In this direction, the, telephone, the mobile telephones of the client and of the caregiver should be turned off. There may be circumstances, however, in which the client feels safer with the mobile telephone turned on. This is a means of escape. The caregiver needs to be sensitive to this. We've held individual and group sessions, that is, therapeutic and educational sessions, in virtually every setting imaginable. We've also had the client suggest where the session should be held. Flexibility is important. As an activity here, describe the physical environments under which you've held sessions and the challenges that you've faced. Now let's talk a little bit about formality. Opinions differ on the level of formality that should be observed between the client and the caregiver. In general, we maintain a fairly high level of formality. In languages in which there is a formal U, such as the German Z, the French VU, the Croatian, Bosnian, or Serbian V, we use that form. During the first conversation, we use the form Mr. or Ms. X, perhaps later switching to the first name and allowing the client to use our first name, 
if the client feels comfortable with that. This also will be dependent on culture. We never talk down to the client. Thus, if the client calls us Mr., Ms., Doctor, we use the same form of address with the client. Our point here is to maintain a relationship of objectivity and to see the client as a valuable person who is determining the course of the work. Later in this course, we will deal with the question of closeness to the client and the possible loss of objectivity in a number of contexts, including ethical ones. It is important for both the client and the caregiver that the caregiver maintains that objectivity. As activities in this regard, we ask what level of formality you use with clients. Also, what are the cultural aspects of your use of formality with clients? Do you have different levels of formality with different clients? If so, why or why not? Describe a situation, if you've had one, in which you used an inappropriate level of formality, either too formal or too informal. Let's now talk about the theme of the session. The theme of the session may be an easy one or may lead to a high level of tension. We don't believe in avoiding difficult topics, and there are many such topics that are important to work with. The point is to handle them in as relaxed a way as possible and in a way that the client feels safe in dealing with them. This comes down to a non-judgmental and accepting approach in which the caregiver is attentive and listening. It may be necessary to leave a given topic and to come back to it later if the level of tension gets too high. However, Sometimes, high levels of tension may stimulate the client to deal with the issues, and sometimes it's necessary to have that level of tension. Experience is the key here, and each client is individual. As activities here, describe a situation in which the topic of the session created a tense atmosphere. Describe a situation in which the tension of the topic was useful to the client. And finally, describe difficulties that you've had with the topics of conversations. Let's now talk about the presence of other people in the session. We strongly discourage the presence of people other than those directly involved in the session. Thus, in an individual session, only the client and the caregiver should be present. And in a group session, only the members of the group should be there. This is a matter of the privacy of the people concerned. The presence of a spouse, a parent, or anyone else can inhibit the client and can strongly influence the relationship between the caregiver and the client. This also applies to educational sessions especially those in which personal material is dealt with. In our view, this is a matter of ethics. We also must note that sometimes donors, students, or others wish to attend sessions. We have a blanket rule that we do not allow the presence of anyone except the client or clients. 
Very, very occasionally, we will ask a client or group if someone else could be permitted to sit in. If the client or clients agree, the client or clients may ask the third person to leave at any moment. Another point here is the recording of sessions. We'll get into that extensively later in this course. In brief, we tell the client why we want to make the recording and who will see or hear it. We will not make the recording if the client does not agree. This again is a very important ethical point. As activities, we ask you to describe a situation in which the presence of another person disturbed the session and or the relationship between you and the client and or between you and the group. Are there circumstances in which it is useful or even required to have another person present in the session or to record the session? Finally, we will talk about the pressure on the caregiver and on the client in the context of creating a good atmosphere. Both the client and the caregiver can be subject to internal and external pressures. Each of these pressures separately, as well as the combination of them, can contribute to make the atmosphere much more difficult. One frequent issue is the time available for the session. In general, we allow about an hour for an individual sessions and about an hour and a half to two hours with a break at about the halfway point for group sessions. Also, we allow time for ourselves to prepare for the session and to depressurize after the session is finished. We find this critical for ourselves. We'll discuss this in greater detail in the section of this course on self-care. There may be personal pressures on both the caregiver and on the client. It is the responsibility of the caregiver to be aware of these on both sides. The caregiver also is responsible to keep the influence of his or her own personal pressures to the absolute minimum during the session. Unfortunately, this doesn't always happen. If the caregiver feels that the internal pressures on him or her are too great, the session should be canceled. The internal pressures of the client should come out during the session. This frequently will make the atmosphere easier as the client will find a place to express these pressures. That opportunity may not be available elsewhere. This also is part of the therapeutic process. The same is true of external pressures. Again, it is the responsibility of the caregiver to be aware of such pressures and to minimize these for himself or herself to the greatest degree possible and to bring the external pressures of the client out into the open. Again, if the pressures are too great, the session should be canceled. As activities here, Describe a situation in which the internal pressures on the caregiver influence the atmosphere. Describe another situation in which the external pressures on the caregiver influence the atmosphere.
Next, describe a situation in which the internal pressures on the client influence the atmosphere. Next, describe a situation in which the external pressures on the client influence the atmosphere. As a final question, are there situations in which external and internal pressures on the caregiver or the client are not relevant? As a final activity in this section, we have tried to be fairly inclusive in describing the influences on the atmosphere of a session. Are there things that we've left out? Do you have any further comments? Finally, the point we have wanted to make in this section is that the creation of a safe place is essential if therapeutic and educational processes are to succeed. It takes thought, time, and experience to get it right. Each individual and each group is specific.